One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This 10th year of Daily Tech News Show is made possible by its listeners. And if you can hear my voice, that's you. Thanks to you, including Chris Smith, Mark Gibson, Reed Fischler, and our brand new patron. Everybody welcome in Ian, a.k.a. Lurkio. On this episode of DTNS, why do teens hate Android in the U.S.? Plus, Edith Piaf is the first big movie star to come back as AI? Apparently. This is the Daily Tech News for Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. In Los Angeles, I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Secret Bunker, I'm Sarah Lane. I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. And joining us, phones editor at Android Police, Will Saddleberg. Welcome to the show, Will. Thanks, Tom. Good to be here. Thank you for your uh, your service in surveying the teens. Uh, we're going to talk about teens and Android in a little bit. Also, uh, and we'll mention this a little more later, if people recognize your name, it may be from World's Greatest Con, Justin Robert Young and Brian Brushwood's show. Yep, I, I work with Justin a lot, so I'm 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 editor on uh, on World's Greatest Con, or, or uh, also uh, working on the next season with them. And then also, if you listen to um, We're Not Wrong, you probably hear my yeah. name every episode because I'm the editor there. So. And yeah, and know a little more. Uh, and know a little more. I, a little bit, I yeah. have. I, I edited a few of the episodes uh, this last season. Yeah, thank you for that. Absolutely. All right, let's start with the quick hits. Testimony during Google's antitrust trial reveals just how much Google makes by putting ads in Safari and how much the search giant pays Apple for the right to do so. University of Chicago professor Kevin Murphy testified that Google gives Apple a 36% cut of all search revenue that comes from Safari, and that in 2021, that was a number that Google had requested be kept confidential in previous filings. Well, (laughs) oops, that's how lawsuits work. There's a lot of focus on the Apple-Google search deal, as Judge Amit Mehta says he considers it the heart of the DOJ's case against Google. One big trend we're expecting to continue in smartphones is to offer on-device AI. People don't like it when their requests go into the cloud, so there's going to be a lot of marketing, on-device processing. And usually that means we are dealing with more powerful processors, specialized processing units, which is true. But you don't hear people talking as much about the fact that you need more RAM for that. WCCF Tech points out an interesting report from Macquarie on just how much RAM and Android phones will need to do proper on-device AI. For image creation, Macquarie estimates you'll need about 12 gigabytes. That's something that's 
not on most base models. Usually you're going to get around eight, but it's available. Uh, so that shouldn't be too much of a big a problem for folks. But for a fully capable digital AI assistant, Macquarie estimates you'll need 20 gigabytes of RAM. That also exists, but it's rare. So expect higher RAM in your Android phones in 2024. TikTok is partnering with Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Music to let you save songs that you hear in TikTok directly to your music streaming service. An add song button will show up at the bottom of a TikTok video next to the track name. And the first time you tap it, you'll be able to set what music service you want to add songs to. In my case, it would be Apple Music. In your case, it might be Spotify or something else. Songs will be added to the liked songs playlist uh, in a TikTok songs playlist on Amazon. The feature is rolling out now in the UK and the US with more markets to follow. A couple of important numbers to be aware of today. South Korea's trade ministry says memory chip exports rose 1% in October. Now, that's not a lot, but it's the first time they rose in 16 months. Specifically, multi-chip packages rose 12.2%. DRAM still declined, but it's now declining in the single digits instead of the double digits. And overall, the exports are up. So we may be seeing the bottom of the memory market. Counterpoint Research said phone sales in China rose 11% last month. That was led by an 83% rise in Huawei sales, uh, pointing to the success of the Mate 60. Xiaomi sales also rose, uh, surfing right along on that Huawei wave, uh, rising 33%. Well, you might see the tech press, uh, tech press buzzing about the new Opal Tadpole webcam. This is designed for laptops. It's very small with an easy way to clip on top of a display of a laptop and a, a button built into the USC cable as well. The camera itself is a 48 megapixel Sony sensor shooting 4K video and downscaling to 1080p for video calling compatibility. Also has a directional microphone to limit background noise and room echo. Now, the Opal uh, Tadpole is available now for $175. I happen to be using the Opal C1, which is about twice that price. And I've got some issues with it, which we haven't really talked about on the show before, but we're going to in this uh, uh, <laughs> following episode of GDI. All right. Let's talk about uh, one of the, the buzzier pieces of news out there today. Users of Nothing Phone 2, an Android phone, are going to get access to Apple iMessaging starting Friday, November 17th, at least if you're in North America or Europe. You may wonder, how are they doing that? They have partnered with Sunbird, which is a company similar to Beeper. We've talked about Beeper before on DTNS. Uh, Sunbird operates a server farm of Mac minis that it uses to sign you into an Apple account. Uh, at least that's how we think it works. It sends your message from that machine over an encrypted connection to the Sunbird app on your phone. Uh, Sunbird and Nothing both say that messages are never stored at any point. Uh, they're just passing them along for you. But you do have to log in on that remote machine with your Apple login. Sunbird has a wait list right now. But if you're a Nothing Phone 2 user, you skip that wait list. And in fact... The only way to get a Sunbird access for the next couple of months is going to be to get a Nothing Phone 2 and sign up for it. Uh, you're, you're, you're skipping the line if you're a Nothing Phone 2 user. So giving a company access to your Apple account does seem like it might be a bit high price for a lot of folks to pay. Uh, Will, I'm curious if that's worth it to get a blue bubble on Android to you. Yeah, it's funny because we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, 
teens and Android later on. And I think iMessage is, is the biggest part of, of my story today. Sure. Um, so this is kind of a weirdly timed story, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I have not used Sunbird. Um, that wait list, uh, is real. I, I have not, uh, to be honest with you, I've not spoken to anyone who's managed to get off the Sunbird wait list. I've used beeper, um, which, which I found fairly reliable, uh it is interesting that sunbird is basically putting its waitlist to the side for several months while um while just nothing phone 2 users get it i mean with any of these apps either you know there's air message uh which requires you to have your own mac or you know sunbird and beeper which use like you know remote macs um you're you're putting your trust in this company that you don't know a lot about, you know, they have a privacy policy, but you know, those only matter so much sometimes. And so it's a gamble that I think some, uh, users, uh, especially some nothing phone two users, because that's such an enthusiast device might take, but, um, yeah, you are trusting it with your Apple login and all of your messages. It says it's encrypted, but you know, you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Right now, if something goes wrong, I say, Apple, Apple screwed up. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, it, uh, it daisy chains things to a point where it, it just, it, it allows more option for error. I also, I don't know how many people are going to buy a nothing phone too just to be able to, you know, use iMessage as if they were on an iOS device or they would just buy an iOS device. It is a fun perk. It's, it's a little sort of, buzzy i guess um it's it's an interesting idea just because we've been talking for years now about the fact that android and ios do not play well together being the two big mobile os's that you know most people use and you know the idea that this is going to become more harmonious without apple moving to rcs is is a fun idea but yeah i I'm with a lot of folks out there saying, listen, it's not that I think Sunbird is a bad company. It's more of just, hey, you know, data breach happens and you, you're, you're possibly in a world of hurt with something like an Apple ID, which I use for lots of other things. You know, I, I'm curious. Um, the other part of the story is that obviously Sunbird and Beeper and these companies are kind of skirting, you know, what Apple wants people to do with iMessage. The louder this noise gets mm-hmm. um i think it was michael fisher on twitter who who brought up the the uh like palm comparison of like working with itunes right like you know 15 years ago now basically and you know how quickly that was shut down and i am curious about like how you know much noise does this make until apple finally steps in either with litigation or you know some kind of action to try to put an end to what is essentially unauthorized use of iMessage yeah, I mean, it's authorized technically because right. you are logging into your Apple account and saying, yes, please send these. Mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm, it's yeah. certainly not authorized in the spirit of, exactly. of the law, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I found that interesting, too, because uh, nothing uh, said uh, to the Washington Post, Carl, Carl Pay, nothing CEO, said to the Washington Post that uh, he thinks this will start a conversation uh, and I'm sure he's right. I'm not sure what that conversation is going to be, but 
I do think it's different than yeah. the the Palm era thing. We're doing because, a conversation. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think he means the conversation with the EU uh, because <laughs> right, right. that's where I was going. Of people who are actually yeah. going to move needles. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the European Union is talking about possibly forcing Apple to open up iMessage, uh, declaring them a gatekeeper and, and requiring them to interoperate. And so Apple doesn't want to do anything that encourages European Union to rule in that way, which means they probably are going to want to turn a blind eye to this, at least for now. Well, machine-generated videos only getting more common. You may know them when you see them. You may not. But there's enough confusion that YouTube has new policies regarding AI video. Creators must now disclose when they made altered or synthetic content that is supposed to look realistic. Failure to do that could lead to content removal, suspension, or other penalties. Creators can also request a removal of generated content that simulates their face and or voice, like deepfakes. Some deepfakes may be allowed if they're parody or satire or involve public figures. Um, so there's there's a certain kind of newsy situation that might uh, take place there, but uh, many of them would not uh, be under those rules. Music labels and distributors also can request the removal of generated synthetic music that mimics an artist's voice. Some exceptions may be made for newsworthy posts again. Yeah, so these rules are meant to stop people from being fooled, which brings us to Edith Piaf. Tom, how did we get here? <laughs> Warner Music, <laughs> glad you asked. Warner Music Entertainment, a production company called Seriously Happy, and the Edith Piaf Estate, crucially, those three, including the Edith Piaf Estate, have all agreed to use some generative models, to use some AI, to make animation of Edith Piaf for a biopic movie. Uh, it will create her voice as well as her image. Piaf's voice will narrate the story of her life from the 1920s to the 1960s. This biopic will be less, uh, you know, uh, Johnny Cash uh, and, and more a documentary. It'll use actual recordings. It'll use actual TV footage. But it will also have some generated content to show parts of Edith Piaf's story that were never recorded. How do we feel about this? Because it's got everybody on board. Will, does this this sit well with you? I mean, you know, I'm curious how it turns out, I suppose. Like, I think there's a chance that this is like an interesting dive into her life. But like, we've had a biopic about her life previously, an Oscar winning biopic. Sure. We've had, um, you know, it. this is the kind of thing that like, I don't necessarily think you need AI to tell this kind of story. It it feels maybe a little gimmicky. Um, but but again, I, I it's hard to really judge it until you see it and hear it and 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 see how it sounds. You know, the fact that they have their estate, it, it's hard to critique too much at the moment. Even if you know maybe it's it's still a little on the on the line because you're like, well, did, did would she have wanted this? Right? right. So yeah, I had the same question. Like, what would Edith Piaf herself exactly? Think of this? I have no idea. Yeah. But I'm you know we won't know. Well, and she's not going to be weighing in no. on this, obviously. <laughs> her AI it, voice it, it will be com- though. Well, exactly. Well, and that's kind of that. <laughs> that's where I feel like this is either totally cool and yeah. uh, you know artistically makes a lot of sense. Uh, in a way to tell a story, all of course, depending on the production team who's behind this. Um, and I liken it to, you know, uh, um, 
um, dramatic uh, reenactments of mm-hmm. things that you see on TV. Sometimes they're really bad, and you go, "Gosh, they really had no, <laughs> they had no real footage to work with." You know, it's like showing like the same photo over and over. You know, and then you know actors uh, recreating scenes that are being talked about in a particular scenario. Uh, true crime stuff is you know rampant with this, but. If the estate for Edith Piaf is behind this and there are, you know, it, it's, this is not, this is a documentary, right? There are, it, there isn't somebody who's going to be playing Piaf herself. I would like to see this be done well. I, mm-hmm. I, I would like a lot of things like this to be done well, if possible, if it really tells a story. This is the thin edge of the wedge though, Right. Uh, because you could do a reenactment. You, I mean, honestly, that's what all these biopic movies usually are. They're just well done reenactments. You just get good actors to do them instead of what they do on the, on the TV show sometimes. Uh, and you could do that with this, but what they're doing is saying, we want to see what looks like Edith Piaf. We want to hear her actual voice, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that an actor couldn't make. Uh, and, and I wonder show, if not yeah. going to invent things. We're going to show scenes that we never could have shown before. And it's like, once you do that, then the next step is like, well, but you know, what if we did more of a dramatic take? What if we had yeah. Edith Piaf act in a, in a fictional role now that we've done it with the real thing? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, if it's so good that it would not necessarily fool somebody, I mean, I guess it would be, Pull, yeah, it's not about fooling. Pull it's, it's convincing. Like, yeah, just like any yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah. This is what she would have said. You know, we, you know, found her diaries or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the uh, source material is. I, you know, I, I think the, is it so good that it's too good and therefore people are weirded out? Um, is that the question? Or does this just become another way to tell a story based on stuff we already know? Yeah. And does it set a precedent? Is it good enough to set a precedent or does it become a trivia question of like, you know, the first actor to be virtualized in a movie, everyone forgets, was Edith Piaf. It'll it'll probably be one of those two. Uh, Well, folks, we have a lot of Android to talk about on the show today. Uh, But if you're like, still not enough, need more Android, uh, then listen to Android Faithful. Every week, Android aficionados Ron Richards and Huentui Dao bring you the latest Android news and information. And you can watch it live Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific uh, at YouTube.com slash Daily Tech News Show or Twitch.tv slash Good Day Internet or get it at your leisure when you want it just subscribe to the feed at androidfaithful.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet 
strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. We've talked before about the numbers that show teens prefer Apple's iPhone to Android smartphones in the U.S. Uh, We talked about that Piper Sandler survey. 87% of teens indicated they owned an iPhone in the U.S. Uh, Will wrote a piece for Android Police titled, Android isn't cool with teenagers, and that's a big problem. Uh, Will, you identified three problem areas with Android. Uh, Let's go through those. What's the first? Yeah, so uh, I would say the the first and the biggest is is ecosystem lock in, um, and then and then for kind of further down advertising and bad overall experiences with maybe like lower end or cheaper Android phones, especially pre twenty nineteen. You know, when when two hundred dollars can get you a pretty good Android phone today, that has not always been the case. So. Is the ecosystem um, lock-in more than just blue bubbles, green bubbles? I mean, it is yeah, yeah, it is. So, so I let's set that aside because I think I think that's a conversation that's pretty well tread, right? Yeah, like sure. It's, it's if you are a child and you're getting your first iPhone, and your parents have iPhones, and you all have blue bubbles, and like that's, you know, that's that's an easy way to be locked in. But I also think you know, like what are what is the first device that you know children are probably using today? It's not an iPhone. It's not any smartphone. It's probably an iPad. And so they are already kind of used to that ecosystem. You know, maybe they have a Mac in the house, but uh, I think that the the adoption of like tablets and specifically iPads um, at younger ages basically sets up children and then teenagers as they age into their first smartphone to kind of naturally be drawn into Apple's ecosystem. It's as much lock-in of familiarity as features. It's it's a little exactly both, it sounds like yeah exactly. Now you mentioned advertising. Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Samsung has some pretty cool looking advertising, <laughs> but I'm also um, 53 years old, so I, I'm the wrong target market. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just a matter of, you know, the iPhone is kind of the default phone in, in the U.S. these days. It, it's, you know, it's not so much Apple's ads or Samsung's ads. It's the carrier's ads, right? Mm-hmm. So I am, I live in Buffalo. I am a, I am a Bills fan, although we'll see after last night. Uh, and, and if you tune into basically any NFL game, right, um, you are going to get hit with, with tons of carrier ads from AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon. And the, the phone that they're talking about in between their plans or their trade-in values is you know the iphone the amazing new iphone 15 pro max with titanium is Mm -hmm. like basically the exact quote that all of these ads use and again you know it's just kind of hits you 
over and over again in the head with it. It becomes kind of the default like smartphone for millions of people of all ages, but especially younger audiences. And then you, I mean, you also, oh, go uh, ahead, sir. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, younger folks might, you yeah. know, be given an iPad and then you're used to that ecosystem. I cannot tell you how many times, and I'm not even arguing with people at this point in my life about like, what's better. It's like, just use the one you want to use. It's fine. We're all good. You know, but, but you know, there are many people I know who have switched from iOS to Android for whatever reason, depending on the the hardware that you have. And they say it's it's all the same. I mean, it really is. It's all the same. And like, here are some tiny little things that are different in Android that I actually find are better for me or, you know, are better for, you know, the, the core cloud services that I might be connecting to. Yeah, no, I, I think that the two platforms I'm, I'm working as much as I work at an Android site, I'm the phones editor there. I'm working on a review of the iPhone 15 pro max right now, because I think it is important to look at, you know, iOS in context of Android. And, um, yeah, I agree. The platforms are more similar than they've ever been, uh, which makes it difficult to switch unless you're being drawn to something like a foldable, an experience that you won't get from Apple. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, especially, you know, more than 15 years now into the modern smartphone experience, like switching all of your apps, all of your content that you've accumulated over a decade and a half or, you know, however long you've been using these devices, like it's a challenge. And and I think for a lot of people, it's not even so much that they're like truly committed to Samsung or Google or Apple, but it's just kind of very easy to stay where you are. Yeah. So, so the, the, the three things that you mentioned in the article, the ecosystem lock-in yeah. where you just get used to it, uh, the, the advertising just kind of pummeling you, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and raising awareness and then the bad experiences that people have because there are just so many more models of Android, right? So yeah, there's and especially more of a with, chance. Right. And, and, you know, there are plenty of high end, you know, the, the galaxy S 23 ultra is going to give you as good of an experience as the iPhone 15 pro max, but when we're talking specifically about younger users, they're not buying $1,200 smartphones or $1,800 foldables. They're getting whatever's available through the MVNO that they're signing up for or, you know, the, the low cost phone that Verizon's giving away for free on their family plan. And those experiences, I think. Or dad's can, old iPhone. Yeah, yep. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the other thing is that that, you know. Sometimes it's better for those parents to give them, uh, you know, dad's old iPhone and that that puts them back in that ecosystem lock in. Right. And so mm-hmm. you're kind of dealing with a one two punch of you're either starting with a bad Android experience that makes you want to go to, you know, a much more expensive iPhone or you're starting with an older iPhone that puts you already in that ecosystem. All right. So uh, poor Google, uh, poor yeah. Samsung. Uh, they, they're sitting in our audience listening right now. Will, what do they do? Yeah. <laughs> How do they fix this? Um, I think it's a challenge. I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm particularly optimistic. I think there are ways to kind of what I would say is stop the bleeding, right? So, you know, the number 87% is high enough. Uh, the other stat in that survey is 88% of teens want their next phone to be an iPhone. So that's 1% in addition to ah. the 87% that already own an iPhone, um, which is, you know, even worse, right? And so um, I think, you know, the biggest thing they can do is kind of embrace customization for younger audiences. So, um, you know, making phones uh, personal, personalized, I guess, to, to uh, 
fit what you want out of a device better. That means more colors. That means, you know, something like motor moto maker from 10 years ago, where you could, you know, get mix and match, uh, uh, stuff when building a moto X, um, that means foldables. That means all of that stuff. Right. Uh, I think, um, you know, the other, the other thing is that Gen Z and, and younger generations are really, uh, uh, environmentally focused. And so I think proving, you know, matching and beating and proving that, you know, you're as green as Apple is, is a challenge because I think Apple has been, you know, we saw that, uh, Octavia Spencer skit from, uh, the, the iPhone 15 announcement with the, mm-hmm. the Apple watch <laughs> series nine. Right. Right. And, and maybe it's a little, that maybe was a little cringy, but like that shows how far ahead they are of platforms like Google and Samsung, where it's mostly still like, we took the charger out of the box to eliminate e-waste. And also, if you want a charger, it's $30. It's a weird coincidence. (laughs) Um, So I think think going that way. And then, you know, tried and true method, uh, make Apple feel like the thing your parents use. Like, uh, make it feel like Facebook, right? Like, you don't want to be on, you know, kids don't want to be on Facebook because their parents are on Facebook. Make Apple and iMessage and FaceTime feel like, the platform your parents use like it's that's a challenge but i think there is like a natural sense to like rebel from uh, stuff that that Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. like oh that's for old people i don't want to use that and so that's what mac did to the pc in exactly famous i'm a mac i'm a pc commercials from so long ago so yeah. yeah so um i don't know if any or all of those will work these are pretty dire stats in the u.s but uh you know, it's a start. Like, I think that's that's a way for these companies to think about addressing this problem. But like, it's a problem. Like, these are these are bad stats uh, for Android. Well, folks, if you want to read more uh, about Will's analysis of this, you got to check out the full article, AndroidPolice.com. We'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, before we go, let's check out the mailbag. <sighs> Thanks to R.W. Nash and a few others who wrote in about our note-taking app conversation with Allison Sheridan yesterday. Definitely hit a nerve. Uh, Carter wrote in, I'm a college student studying computer science. I've been mostly using my iPad to take notes for my classes. Though I haven't tried out as many note-taking apps as Allison, I've found two free apps that are my favorites. Cola Note, that's C-O-L-L-A Note, was actually made by a college student and lets me take handwritten notes without having to pay to access all the features that I need. And Notion is great for type notes with the different formats of blocks that you can use like the code block. Uh, Carter says, just thought I'd share my favorites in case there are other students listening. Thanks so much for putting on a great show. Uh, yeah, and Toby and Devin uh, in the UK uh, said there's a current winner for notes and tasks, cross Apple platforms with CloudKit Sync. And for text and code, the venerable 30-year-old and still excellent bare bones editor, BB Edit, uh, which as a scratch pad for disposable notes and the saved new files survive quit and reboot. Thank you, Toby, for those notes as well. Yeah, I mean, I I, I wasn't on the show yesterday, but uh, when when Carter wrote in about Notion, boy, do I know a lot of people who swear by Notion up and down. I don't personally use it. Uh, I know everyone's note-taking uh, situations are different. But uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody who, who wrote in. We definitely, you know, we uh, people care about this sort of thing because we... we uh, we all need to take notes. Take <laughs> However, note. we need to. Yeah. Note taken. Take note. 
Speaking of taking note, Will Saddleberg, I uh, don't know what kind of note-taking app you're using these days, uh, but let us know where we can keep up with how you might tell people about that or whatever else yeah. you do. Yeah, um, I'm at Android Police. Um, you know, you can find all of my writing there. I'm primarily covering smartphones. I'll have reviews of everything that comes out next year. We're kind of done for the year. Um, we also have the Android Police podcast. I'd point people in that direction if you want even even more android coverage i guess if you just need every android podcast in your life and then um on the non-android side yeah like i mentioned up top um world's greatest con working on it with justin robert young and brian brushwood that season is coming soon so keep an eye out for that mm, very exciting uh patrons stick around for the extended show good day internet everybody knows tiktok's picking sides right or are they? Everybody seems to think so, but the data is less clear. We're going to talk about that. And don't forget, Sarah's going to share a little bit of her experience with the previous Opal camera. Stick around. Indeed. But just a reminder, we do the show live and you can catch it live Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 2100 UTC. And you can find out more and share with a friend. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash live. Back again tomorrow with Scott Johnson joining us. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.